Welcome to Quality Perks, the podcast that not only delves into the intricacies of contact center quality management, but also uncovers the personal stories of industry leaders. Brought to you by BPA Quality, your trusted partner in enhancing customer experiences. live welcome to season two episode one and we are with neil eggers of course my wonderful co-host and we have a fantastic guest today sean marshall so i'll let neil lead it off here so i'll introduce myself to those who don't know me neil eggers vice president customer success here at bpa quality and karen I am the director of quality solutions, social media, digital marketing, um, sales, uh, whatever, web, yes. webmaster, what, whatever you want to throw at me. That's what I do. Yes. <laughs> and Sean, follow that up. Tell us a bit about yourself. I know, man. I did all, all things above. I'm Sean Marshall. Uh, I am emphatically enjoying with customer experience. Uh, I, I've you know, truly enjoyed my, my journey you know, kind of along the, the, the pathways. You know, I started off in different industries and in retail to hospitality, uh, into food, beverage service, into medical apparel. Um, I am very, very passionate about leadership. I'm passionate about learning. I'm passionate about quality. Uh, and I hope that, you know, we're able to add value uh, to this, this new season and really give the listeners, you know, something to take away and, and really kind of ponder upon. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're extremely excited that our sponsors allowed us to go to a second season. So we're, uh, we're ecstatic about that. We always start these conversations off with uh, what we're drinking today. So I'll go first. I actually didn't make my coffee today. I procured my coffee today. There's a uh, humble, humble local story. There's a coffee bagel place beachside. So I'm in Florida. And I would only get to go there when I was dropping my daughter off at school. But they recently opened a, a new store less than a quarter of a mile away. So things that aren't good for a New Yorker who lives in Florida is a bagel store a quarter of a mile away. So I'm going to have to make some life changes for that one. But uh, shout out to the Salty Bagel here in Melbourne, Florida. Karen, what do you have today? I just have my regular, my uh, Rainforest Blend through my Keurig. So... Cheers to everybody. I didn't, I um, was not, I was feeling under the weather yesterday, so I was unable to go out and get a new type of coffee. So my apologies. All right. Well, you're on notice for the rest of the season. So I know, right? <laughs> I'll be, I'll, I'll be much better next time. I promise. Thank you. Sean, coffee, tea. What are we, what's our choice? What's our beverage this morning? For, for purposes of this, I did brew coffee and you get to see a small portion of my wonderful family here. This is me with longer hair. As you can see, awesome. it's all gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I made a, the trek out to Maui uh, a couple years ago, and we brought back some Kona coffee. And mm. I don't typically drink coffee, and it typically just sits in the cabinet. I buy some for my mom, but I brewed some today for purposes of the show. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it should be noted that at the beginning of last season, I had a full head of hair. So, <laughs> so you know, we'll see what happens. 
And it this goes was, quicker than it comes now. Let me tell that's you. Right. Yeah, this wasn't uh, this wasn't as gray as it was last season. <laughs> it's because Sean, your brain your brain has gotten so big it just pushes it out. Yeah, yeah. or it's just on, on yeah. fire. I think is probably yeah. probably more local. <laughs> so Sean, you 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 touched on it there. We were actually in the green room. We were having a great conversation about uh, you know customer service, customer experience, and we we should really separate this into two shows. We should have the green room, which is the raw, unfiltered quality perks, and then we have the official live stream show where we're at here. So maybe we'll maybe we'll have a different episode where we'll talk about the green room conversation. But talk to us a little bit about leadership, um, why you're so passionate about it, your experiences with it, learning and development. How does that all fit into your 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 career and the people you've influenced along the way? That's a, you know, that's I, I'm, I'm so happy uh, to, to be here and to be able to discuss, you know, obviously the topics. Uh, leadership is so crucial. You know, it is the, the backbone that uh, you know, really separates industries in, in this country and abroad. Um, it's an it's an art. You know, I truly believe leaders aren't born. Leaders are made. And for you to truly be able to excel, you have to be able to pour from a full cup. Right. Leaders have to be out. They have to learn. You, know, you have to continuously learn. Once you stop learning, you stop leading. If you stop learning, you stop earning. You know, that's a true sentiment of most leaders. The most important thing is making sure that you're pouring back into either the people that you oversee or the processes. When you overlook some of those small, intricate details, you know, things are going to be forgotten. Right. Nothing great happens just by you going out and do great things. So if you think about how buildings are made, right? The architect, they draft a nice, pretty blueprint, but there's small details that have numbers on it that I would not be able to conceptually be able to understand what it is. And it's the same thing of how you build your character. What you kind of put in is what you're going to be able to give out. So from a leadership standpoint, you have to understand different success stories. You know, success doesn't have a year on it. What worked well back in 1950, there's small details that you may be able to emulate now. But if you don't take the opportunity to learn about leaders of the past, then mm-hmm. you're going to miss opportunities to be able to understand when challenges arise. Right. There's no mistakes in this ballgame. There's opportunities and the best education that you can get as a leader is being able to have the audacity to take that risk, make a decision live with what that decision is, learn from that decision to become better on the, the other end. You know, most, if you talk to, you know, folks like uh, Iacocca, you talk to Toyota, you talk Bob Eager, we talk Jack Welch, right? These are names that come up and, and characteristics that made them great is that they really went out, they moved the initiative, but they learned from things that didn't work and they always sought to continuously improve, you know, their processes. And they poured that back into their people, right? When you give people the, the hope, you give people um, the insight, key words like, I believe in you, I trust you, I know you can do this. Or even when, if they fall short, you know, there's disappointment that's going to be there. How you pick them up is what's going to shape how they think going forward, right? It, right? it really changes the sentiment of how they want to perform. So I, I just, I must say and I, I must not to be a remiss but since the pandemic you know i think that it put a strain on the economy obviously that was there and a lot mm-hmm. of companies felt that bite and we've gotten more into recouping some of the lost 
revenue that was missed during there. And we kind of got away from, you know, really ensuring that we give back to our people, ensuring that they understand that they have the tools necessary to be successful in that, you know, we're giving them an opportunity to kind of grow, right? You, you go through things, but a smart person grows through those things, right? Those challenges come up. It's going to help you become better. And we have to get back to ensuring that whether it's, it's, it's our people, whether it's our processes, that we're knowing and understanding what really makes the, the, the chemistry of, of success. And we get back to honing in on that, holding people accountable, right? Mm-hmm. Holding ourselves accountable and really, really, really moving the, 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 the metrics and the numbers. Yeah, you've touched on something there that I've heard a lot about and been reading up on is that employee engagement gap, uh, kind of the vacuum after, you know, COVID or during COVID and then uh, coming after it. Um, Can you share some kind of real world examples of how you've had to go out and interact with staff and and lead groups of of leaders to take those steps to, to continue to move forward? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and we'll talk. And, and I think the, uh, you know, one of the elephants that are in, in several rooms, uh, remote work. Right. You know, there's and, and it, again, it starts with mindset. You, you have to have an open, focused mindset when you're closed in and you use buzzword, buzzwords like oh, that, you know, this this will never work or this isn't going to happen. Like it really deters and destroys that. You know, I was you know, lucky enough to obviously, you know, be employed throughout the pandemic, you know, but we, we outsourced, we did different things. You know, we moved a lot of our workers to remote and it was something that luckily we had exposure to it coming in, but there's several companies that didn't. Right. Um, I went to some companies that didn't have a plan. You know, they, they had to have people that came in, they couldn't work remotely. Some folks could take phone calls. Some folks couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um and, and from there, what what happened is they really lost their way from a from a KPI standpoint, from an actual customer satisfaction measurement standpoint. And it, it became a bridge of, hey, we're just trying to stay afloat and, and, and work through those things. You know, when we talk about remote workers, everyone is, is more concerned with what are they doing? What are the hours? Um, you know, I, I, we're concerned with getting the job done. Right. Ultimately, we want to trust people to work independently. And so when you see leaders really try to micromanage the folks that are working at home, you do yourself a disservice. You know, I know companies that make you track everything that you do and they have screens that get put up on your monitor to track, uh, you know, every small detail. It is a detriment to your business and the success of your business. You have to let individuals flourish in their positions. And as a leader, it is truly up to us to ensure that they know that, we believe that they're going to do the right thing for the right reasons. We're always going to assume positive intent. We're going to have difficult conversations as they arise, but you don't want to micromanage someone's time. You want to manage the outcome of the work that they're going to produce. And let's, let's be clear. This happens every day. We sign up with vendors and vendors will say, hey, you have 2,000 hours of our time and we use 500 of them. But we want to maximize the, the 2080 hours that an employee works every year. And we really hone in on that, but we'll spend money on other things like marketing, right? Marketing spending. We may not hold some of those things to, to the, to the same um, standard as we hold it to our employees. We have to believe in them. You know, our human capital is, is one of the most important capitals that you have in business. And you mm-hmm. really need to act in that manner because it truly is important to the success of your business. Right. 
Yes, and we, you know, we've talked about you know, leading up to this, the importance of you know, quality monitoring, you know, speech analytics, the technology that can be leveraged to, uh, to support that, right? So you're not micromanaging your staff, you're giving your leaders the data and the insights they need in order to put solutions in place to best support their team. So how do we you know, address customer concerns before they even get to you know, talking to, to live agents or, or to um, you know, customer facing functions within the contact center. Um, I know you've set up a lot of quality monitoring initiatives and programs. Uh, what were you looking for when you, you know, not each one, but you know, generally speaking, your philosophy on you know, when you're rolling out or, or, or implementing a quality assurance or technology like speech analytics, what are you looking for? And what were some of the roadblocks that you, you came across or bumps in the road? Oh, man, I, and I've been through several vendors from a from a quality monitoring standpoint. You know, number one, I want to point out that it is it's one of the, the most important aspects of the contact center. You you have to know and be involved and understand, you know, this is the face of your company, the the individuals that are answering those calls. Right. Even and I think you mentioned it. You have to have a sound telephony system in place that can really help you manage the call flow that comes in. Uh, in the contact center, it is always one of those areas where you you want to manage the workforce down, right? So you need tools that are going to be there to help you be successful. And from an upper management standpoint, right, you want to be making decisions based on understanding and knowledge. You don't want to make based on assumption because you're likely going to miss some of those things. From a quality standpoint, I, you know, when we first started, it was, hey, I, I want to be able to listen to phone calls because we didn't know. You know, I, I wasn't very versed, you know, a decade ago. And it was something that was, you know, fairly new. We just wanted to listen to calls. I want to know what's going on. And I mean, we listened to hundreds of calls. And once we kind of got out of that thought process, we researched, we knew that, hey, we need speech analytics. I need to be able to, to add different keywords. I need to be able to search. I need to be able to find calls. If I go to a specific agent, I should be able to set up groups, supervisor groups, quality groups. I need to be able to put people in the buckets to know and understand you know exactly what we're going to look for, how we're going to monitor. When you do call trends, how are you answering the phone, right? Can you just give me the first 10 seconds of a phone call? Uh, can you point out holds? When a call is transferred, I need to be able to see the first call, where it was transferred to, the second call in one stream. There was nothing more frustrating, Neil and Karen, having to go back and find three different calls from three different people because the monitoring system didn't, didn't bridge those calls together. Mm -hmm. So we learned through the frustration, right, and, and kind of pulling our hair out that, hey, we need to be able to see, you know, these things. Our, our business at the time was too complex. We have reservations. You have group sales. You have, um, uh, you know, customer care. You have all these things that are together. And a call can start in one line of the business, move somewhere else, come here, and, and just keep getting transferred around. It's hard to get the call ID and then go back and find it, right? We learned what Dennis was, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you, how to be able to identify, you know, what's coming in. So as you kind of get along, it is it would behoove you to to really obviously hone in on making it seamless for a, a quality coordinator, a quality manager, a supervisor, a manager, uh, even an executive, right? To be able to find exactly what they're looking for, you know, kind of instantaneously by knowing the system and the system is going to provide you the tools necessary to be able to find those calls. It is truly crucial um, for you to be like, for us, we were going through a lawsuit back in 2017 
And so anytime someone mentioned certain words, right, we had to be able to go and find it, whether it was online reviews, whether it was on a call, we had to be able to know because we had to provide this information and these details mm -hmm. to individuals that, you know, really needed to know and understand exactly what it was. So we were able to go back, find calls. We were able to put, we can extract the calls, right? That's right. another thing. Being able to pull the calls out of the system seamlessly, because I mean, we've, First started, we were with our phones recording the calls, and then, then right, trying, yep, it was, it was a, a tape recorder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we, so we we learned from from those things, but we're able to go in and find something seamlessly, uh, and and just you know something so simple to say, hey, a keyword of, uh, you know, customer said, you know, hate. Okay, well, we can go in and find those things and understand exactly what the context was around it. It'll pinpoint directly to the section that they heard it. Right. Mm -hmm. If it's a 20 minute phone call, we originally had to listen to a 20 minute phone call. Yeah, As yeah. we got better software, we could listen to 13 seconds of a 20 minute phone call and get exactly what we needed based on what we were looking for. So it just makes your job so much easier. There's not enough time in the contact center for, for leaders to be spending their time sifting and sorting through calls when technology will help you be successful. There's too many great technologies that are out there. Um, and you know, folks need to take advantage of that and know and understand what you're looking for. It's it's interesting because I think we covered like the whole spectrum of employee feedback. We were talking about leadership and development, where we're talking about at the individual agent level, right? Why it's so critical to give an employee or you know, even leaders on the team feedback so that they know what to improve on and they know what to succeed. And then we go all the way up to you know the legality mm -hmm. uh, that a good quality monitoring and, and technology can help you. Uh, help you, you know, business intelligence items that can really provide support to an organization that's not at the agent level. It's at the business level. It's, you know, it's these compliance issues. It's these larger mountain moving items that, you know, you want a, a quality monitoring program or your technology leveraging quality monitoring to, to help avoid it's, you know, it's forecasting these issues and being able to get out in front of them using these bits and pieces that save a company money or make a company money. So it, it's so important for agent, you know, I'm not diminishing the, the importance of, of agent feedback and coaching and learning and development, but it's also that huge business site, right? Like how can you keep my company from falling into some of these compliance risk, uh, you know, other areas or how, you know, from a sales perspective, what rebuttals are working and which rebuttals are not, which sales behaviors are working and which ones are not. Show me examples of those, bring those out of the technology, out of the quality monitoring program so that I can then take that big thought of mm -hmm. what's working and what's not and train it down to the agent level, which I think is, is so important going from that, that micro macro all the way down to agent mm -hmm. level. Quality, quality monitoring is a revenue generational tool. And, and you, you know, obviously there's cost, but it is, it is a revenue generation tool, right? You will be able to expand your, your knowledge, your business, your understanding and grow your team members. And, and you may be able to capture lost revenue based on being able to hear and being able to reach back out to a customer. I've done that several times. Um, it's mm -hmm. been very successful. It is a rep. Like I can't stress that enough. It is too crucial to the business for you to overlook that aspect of the contact center. It's one of the largest KPIs that that are out there in most contact centers. So if there's anyone that's listening live or, or you know that are going to listen to this later, 
if I leave them with anything, it is too crucial to your business to leave it to chance. You need to get a great quality monitoring tool. You know, Neil and Karen can help you with that. Um, it will absolutely increase your productivity. It will grow your business. Do not leave it to chance. You have to know exactly what's being said to your customers uh, because your reputation is on the line and, you know, employees can kind of come and go. Your business will likely you know, withstand that. But the, the tarnishment to your reputation could be you know, severe enough to where you get left behind. Do not leave it to chance. Definitely take the opportunity uh, to explore the, the alternatives. You know, know and understand that, you know, there, there's going to be different tools that are out there. Pick the one that's best for your business, scale it wisely, and absolutely take advantage of all of the benefits that are available from a call monitoring uh, standpoint. Awesome. So we're coming uh, up to the end of our episode, but Sean, are you headed anywhere? Are you going to any shows in the in the, in the next couple of weeks, months? We didn't. Uh, I didn't ask you this in advance. Yeah, so, I'm throwing it out there to see if you're going anywhere. If, if people who are listening can meet up with you and uh, meet you in person, I think that that would be great. I have a couple of things that are that are going. I, I meant to tell you so before this. So I had the opportunity to get out to uh, Yellowstone in Montana um, at the front of the week and just really get grounded into nature to kind of you know, jump, start my creative juices. I went over to Mount Rushmore. Um, I ended in Las Vegas for, a, I'm an avid boxing fan, so I ended there. Um, I am working on a few speaking engagements for later this fall. So as they materialize, and I'll be more than happy to kind of share them, you know, out in the group. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's, you know, look, I, I love to get out. I, I, I can't stress enough, you know, as a leader, I love to to mentor and give back. So if anyone has any questions, they're more than welcome to, to DM me on, on LinkedIn. Um, if they have questions on KPIs, call monitoring, you know, leadership questions, anything in the contact center, um, I'm very versed in it. I'd be more than happy to share the knowledge that I have. One thing that stood with me is when, when I was a young manager, I had a leader that told me, it doesn't matter if you've been here one day or 30 years from a legality standpoint, they expect you to know exactly what the 30 year veteran does. And you will get there much quicker by listening to others that have been through that fire. And we can help you expand your leadership, grow your knowledge, and you can fast track that rather than have to learn from the mistakes that I made early on, I can give that to you. So by all means, reach out. I'd be more than happy to extend the conversation. Awesome. awesome. Sean, I appreciate your time. Karen, as always, uh, it's great working with you on these shows and we look forward to our next episode, which won't be next week, but it'll be the week after that. Karen and I, as long as a, another previous guest, uh, Matt Grintis, will be headed out to Varent Engage. Uh, so we're looking forward to being out there. So we're going to do a lead up show to that. Uh, but thanks, everyone, for watching and we will see you in a couple of weeks. Have a great rest of your week. Sean, thank you again. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Great, great. All right. Goodbye.